0: This is a HeadGum
1: Podcast. This is Emily, Henley, and Sammy, and you're listening to Too Scary Didn't Watch.
2: Hi everyone, welcome to Too Scary Didn't Watch, the horror movie recap podcast for those too scared to watch for themselves. I'm Emily and I am too scared to watch scary movies.
0: I'm Henley, and I'm also too scared to watch scary movies.
1: I'm Sammy, and I love watching scary movies. And so I watch them so that you don't have to. And we're back, baby. 2023. It's been so long. It's been too long. It feels like it's been forever. I don't think we've ever
0: taken two straight weeks off. No, No, it really felt like a long time. It felt so long. The destructive forces in my life like came back hard, not being able to see you guys. (laughs) You you keep them at bay. You keep them at bay for me. Fell into so many bad habits. Yeah, she's backed her old tricks. That's what William (laughs) said when I texted him. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Fell into so many bad habits. Didn't start the new year healthy or wise (laughs) at all.
2: Well,
1: then it's only up from here. It's
0: like a rude trick that the new year comes after all of the
1: holidays where... I mean, I guess that's the whole thing. But yeah, you really yeah, it's mm-hmm. just indulge for basically mm-hmm. three months straight starting at Halloween. That's when it's like candy every day for me. Mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm. <laughs> Oops, there's leftover Halloween candy for yeah. a long time. Uh-oh, I bought yeah. too much again.
1: <laughs> well, now I got to get Thanksgiving candy. <laughs> Thanksgiving candy, obviously. Uh, solstice candy. Um,
2: I, yeah, that's the thing that's really been a holdover for me from the holidays is I'm like, sugar is really... Addictive. And I, I like feel it where I was having mm-hmm. a little bit of sugar every day. And now I'm like, every day I'm like, well, I, I like I made a cake this week. <laughs> I never, I never make cakes. I never bake anything. And I was like, would I need cake. What kind of cake? Olive oil cake. It was very good. How Yum. dare you not
0: text us a pic?
2: Um, so I'm we shocked. ate it, We just ate it all up. But so, yeah, that's I, I it's hard to break those habits immediately. Mm-hmm. It's really hard. So I simply don't try. Sugar
1: is a tough one hey, everything in moderation is
2: fine. Everything's in moderation,
1: and you know,
2: the start of a new year, while lovely, is you know just another uh, day. False, yeah. So yep. we get to we decide. Nobody tells me when things happen. <laughs> <laughs> um, but on that note, it isn't is an, a new year first episode of twenty twenty three. Does anybody want to share a resolution? If we have one, we don't have to have one. We don't even have to yes. share one.
1: But we I do. Can. I want to. Okay.
2: <laughs> and nobody can tell you what to do. So you choose and you want to, and I can't I wait have to chosen.
1: hear. I've chosen. <laughs> um, so my 2023 goal is to take more style risks. <laughs> oh my God. I love it, I love it, it so looks. much.
0: L E W K S looks. Yeah, we're doing That's looks. That's right.
1: I consistently wear blacks and earth tones and I'm very comfortable in that you and I'm not saying I'm gonna tones. stop doing that I love that look but I just I'm gonna like I realized I was getting a little bored with my closet I want to go I want to find some statement pieces
0: non- non-everlane
1: pieces non-everlane pieces <laughs> everlane must have sensed that this was happening and they just sent me an email saying hey here's $25 for being such a great come customer Come <laughs> come, back, come we come love come back. you so much um and Another part of this is I want to learn how to wear rings. (laughs) I've never been a ring person. She's showing us now her hands are bare. My hands are bare. (laughs) They're bare and not a ring in sight. And I, I actually don't know how to incorporate them because... If anyone has any ring shopping tips, do you go to the store? Do you try them on? I have fat knuckles and thin little fingers, so it's tricky because <laughs> it's like they have to be big enough to make it over the knuckle, yeah. but then are they going to be loose and dangly on the dangly? bottom <laughs> <laughs> It's absolutely flying around down there on that <laughs> of your finger. So I feel like I need to try them on. I don't, or maybe I need to find my ring size.
0: You need to find your ring size, but you do need to try them on because of the knuckle situation. Yeah, it's hard.
1: I've done it before.
2: I've like measured my fingers and been like, great. Now I know what my size is, and it still doesn't seem to quite.
0: It doesn't always work. Yeah, you gotta try them on. And your
2: fingers change sizes. Like sometimes I'll put a ring on at the start of a night. By the end of the night, I can't get that ring off like i had yeah. too much salt it won't it will not come off
0: oh same mm-hmm. thing happens to me um you know what is a good kind of really basic jewelry one stop shop if you want to start with something that's kind of nice but also very basic is please me, please majuri me, m e j u r i oh yep 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 i'm yep. writing it down cuz it's like affordable you can go and you can try stuff but on and it's not going to like turn your fingers green yeah, exactly. Exactly. This is exactly
1: the type of tip I need because yeah. I'm absolutely clueless <laughs> when it comes to
0: rings. Rings are one of the only, I mean, <laughs> I'll put a necklace on and I'll leave it on for a An long absolute time. absolute ring
2: dunce. A ring dunce. ring dunce. <laughs>
0: um, but rings are one of the only jewelry items that I can actually like wear forever and not notice. It doesn't bother me. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. like anything, like a bracelet, even a necklace, like I'm like gotta get it off eventually, mm-hmm. and a ring you can just leave on, which I think is nice. At least for me, that's not true for everyone. It's not true so for everyone. You gotta find find out if that works for you.
1: Yeah, see if my fingers start to feel claustrophobic. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They mm-hmm. might. I'm excited to I'm excited to find answer those questions this year, 2023. You have a whole year, the year to do of, it. The year, yeah, of the year rings, of the ring for me.
0: Year <laughs> <laughs> sure of no longer being a ring dunce.
2: That's <laughs> right. Uh, uh, I'm excited for you. I really am. Thank you so much, Emily Looked do you have you guys. A,
0: do you have a resolution?
2: I do on that same thread we've been talking- we've been talking about uh, bigger bigger style risks, bigger choices. um I, I do love to do that generally anyway, but i but my goal for the month of January at least I find myself i get into ruts. I wear the same thing over and over again I decide this is what I like. this is what I wear, and i I wear it a thousand times, which is fine. I, my goal for January is Mm -hmm. that I am only allowing myself in a way that's fun. I can, you know, again, I, nobody tells me what to do. Even me, (laughs) um, I am only wearing combinations of my own clothing that I've never worn before. So like, is this a fashion podcast now? This, and this is a fashion podcast. And I, it's, you, we're going to talk about things you can't see. It's a fashion <laughs> podcast. Um, I'm just, yeah. So I'm only wearing, I'm like trying to do a good job of wearing things I haven't worn in a while, but at the very least, new combinations. So like, mm. I'm not wearing an outfit I have already worn before with mm. my own existing wardrobe. Can wear the month. same
1: items. But Can wear the same items.
2: Matched combos. in different ways. And if I've worn it once in the month of January, I can't wear that combo again. I can wear a piece of it again. Different, different combo. And what's been fun fun is actually made dressing a little bit easier for me because it's, it's sort of limiting in a way that is nice. Yeah, eliminates
1: things, and it's been fun. It makes me think of the clueless, like yes, of shopping always. thing, and how okay, really. Why didn't we ever make that a real thing? I mean, okay. I'm sure it does exist, Wait. but I need it because I need to like visualize things. Okay, well, guess what?
2: I This is also going to be a tough thing to talk about on a podcast, and maybe we cut this out, or maybe we don't. Maybe people need to know. But I just <laughs> learned about this from my friend. She, she learned about it from TikTok because, of course. Okay, have you guys noticed? Have you up to up uh, updated your iPhone recently? No. Okay. Well, when you do, when you go to pictures and you click on pictures, for example, let's go here. Let's oh, go here. Oh, you can pull out an item? So this is a, this is a picture of me and I'm going to click and see how it just did a little thing and it t- and you get the option that says copy. So click copy. I just did it. I copied. It copied just me. It doesn't with objects, but so I, if you do a picture of yourself, then get this, get this, get this. I'm in my notes app. I'm in a note. I create, we, no- we love the notes app. I'm in a note app I created called... Yep outfits. Get what I'm <sighs> Guess what I'm going to do? Bitch, I just pasted that photo into the notes app. Oh, and so now and then you pull it up and it zooms in and so I'm like, "Oh, that that's a fun outfit. There's my catalog There's my catalog of things I've worn. Here they are. Here they are. Here they are. Here they are in my, like a little in my little phone. I'm obsessed. Your tiny little phone, <laughs> my little phone. So much. I'm like gathering an archive, if you will, and my goal is to have it. I'm going to start organizing it so, like, every combo of this shirt, it's all it'll all be there, and then you know these pants, everything I like wearing with those, and then it's all just in there. Anyway,
1: it reminds me of the so clueless you will thing. You have the clueless thing, basically. Yeah. Wow, incredible, incredible. Okay, stuff. I got
0: up. I got update. You got uh, you update. 2023, oh. <laughs> 2023. I don't have any <laughs> resolutions. I've stopped making them. I love that. Yeah. No resolutions for me. (laughs) Perfect. I am in like such a polar opposite space when it comes to the fashion looks. So the scary thing that happened to me this week is remembering that I'm going on my honeymoon in 10 days Mm. (laughs) and I booked it truly a year and a half ago and like forgot about it. And it's felt so far in the future for so long, Mm -hmm. and we're finally going, and I'm so excited, but I'm so deeply unprepared. Like, haven't done a single ounce of research or outfit planning, for example. Like, okay, we're going to Costa Rica. Which is very exciting. We wanted to go somewhere more far afield, but then we got worried about being too far away from Silas for too long. Sure. Um, So it's like a four and a half hour flight from New York, which isn't so bad. And we're staying in two different places, one near a volcano and one Mm -hmm. on the Caribbean coast. And it's going to be... So great. I'm so excited. I like can't believe it's like such a decadent thing to be able to do when you have an 18-month-old where you're like, "Bye. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like someone else is going to take ya. care of you. Your parents are going on a beach vacation just the two of them. And I'm really nervous about leaving Silas, but He'll be fine. He's being taken care of by both sets of parents, both sets oh, of grandparents, great. and he'll be in daycare all day. And so his schedule He's will be not basically noticed. the same. <laughs> He's not going <even> notice. <laughs> as long as he doesn't get sick. That's the main thing. Don't get sick, please. Um... But if anyone has any uh, recommendations for what to wear in Costa Rica, I have approximately 24 hours to buy it um, for it to come in time. So this mm-hmm, is worthless. Mm-hmm. Even me like asking anyone, but you,
2: you got to wear that dress that you wore to the
0: live show. Oh, that's cute. That's right. That's, that's a, a great, actual that's a great jungle jungle one dress. to wear. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The jungle dress. The jungle <laughs> dress. But the thing is, is I've worn that so many times. It's like I want some new Never items. in Costa Rica. Never in Costa Rica. New me. I'm not going to be serving looks in Costa Rica. I'm going to be reading my book, sleeping in, wearing bike shorts and a t-shirt and oh that sounds great. It. And Tevas. Sounds great. And a baseball hat. Um, and sunscreen and that's me on my honeymoon (laughs) and I can't wait. Keep going, (laughs) keep going. Sports bra? Mm. (laughs) Um, yeah. So I'm really excited and I'm sad I'm going to miss a podcast recording sesh soon because it was already too long without you guys. It's too long, but I'll send you some selfies from Costa Rica. Hell yeah. Hell yeah.
2: You better. I'm very excited for you. That's going to feel so good. Ooh, a vacation where the whole point is to do nothing is like the only kind of vacation I
1: ever honestly want to take, but that just sounds so nice. Yeah, I'm excited. I am excited for you. And I'm also excited for
0: today's movie. <laughs> I'm so excited for today's movie, you guys. This,
2: this is kind of like our most anticipated upcoming movie, and it is, this like is a big one—the very first one of the
1: year. It's, it's happening! It's wild. happening! It's happening! What a way to kick off the year! Today's movie is Megan. Came out January 6th. A beautiful day where nothing bad happens. Uh, nothing bad has ever happened on January 6th. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it was directed by Gerard Johnstone. I didn't know it wasn't directed by James Wan. I thought it was directed by James Wan. <laughs> written written by James Wan okay, and Aquila Cooper. Um, and he produced it, okay. I believe as well, but yeah, not directed, uh, starring Allison Williams, Violet McGraw of Haunting of Hill House, Amy <gasps> Donald, Jenna Davis, Jen Van Epps and Brian Jordan Alvarez. Oh, my best friend. I love you, Brian. Brian, love you. <laughs> <laughs> and it is in theaters right now. And we have a correspondent with us to talk about it. Um, somewhere along the line, I feel like we got confused if correspondent was two or three times. But now, regardless, she's a correspondent.
2: It's technically three. Look, we did give two to, to Paul. Uh, we gave it to him after two. But he did a live show. So we're going to we give it to him after two. It is mm-hmm. three, and no one deserves it as much as this guest. <laughs> True or respondent in
1: every way. Yeah. Um, Stephanie Albala, thank you for being here. Thanks for having me. I'm so excited. Yay, Yay We're so Steph! happy you're here! Megan's taking back January 6th, and now it's her day. <laughs> <laughs> We're taking it back. It's her day. It's her We're day. It back. We're taking January back. 6th is going to go down in history as Megan's day. <laughs> Um, Thank and yeah, you're a perfect guest for this because, as we know, Stephanie does uh, incredible Halloween costumes. She was Gabriel from
0: Malignant. Inspiring. That was unbelievable. I, uh, really, I showed really so many people that clip incredible. of your Halloween costume. It was it incredible. Was, everyone I showed, their jaws were on the floor. Just
1: that makes me so happy.
0: It's really a work of art. Really a work of art. <laughs> really incredible
1: stuff. But okay, Steph, do you have any, either anything scary or any resolution? I decided this year that I'm never making a resolution again.
0: <laughs> well, I'm like totally on the same page. As it's a great you. one.
3: Yeah, I feel like everyone, all my friends who were going to do Dry January already failed this weekend. So I'm like, yep, yeah, why disappoint yourself? Um, but I do have a scariest thing, and it was on Friday mm. when you were texting me from the parking lot that you were stuck <sighs> and likely would not make the movie, and I was like freaking out to the point where Josh <laughs> was like.
1: We have to tell someone we have to tell someone to hold. Yeah, I, I drove in to the parking lot and the way that this parking lot is set up, the theater can only be accessed. Well, not only, but it's easier accessed from the fourth floor and it's usually not open the past few times we have gone had to park on the fifth floor this time the fourth floor was open and i could see that it was incredibly crowded but i was like the fourth floor is open and so i fell for it and i was like i gotta go and look for a parking spot completely full and parking lots when they're completely full get like stuck people Mm -hmm. it's just cars stopped and then you can't do anything and so i was just sitting in the parking lot for probably 15 minutes (gasps) Oh no. Like I started, uh, I was already like barely just a couple minutes early and. This we saw it at Alamo, and they they don't let you in after, if you're late. And oh, so. so they're not. I mean, not
2: only are they not holding the movie, they're not even letting you in. No, yeah, exactly. So I was.
1: Yeah, we were so stressed, texting back and forth. I'm like, I don't know if I'm going to make it. Like, just if, leave your car. Just abandon the car. Just <laughs> leave, <laughs> leave, the it, car. leave it. Leave yeah, it. <laughs> just get out. Just put the hazard lights on. <laughs> it's an emergency, to be real. Yes, <laughs> it was. But thank God, and I walked in. I walked up to the to the um front. Desk person and was like, I think I might be too late. Am I too late for Megan? And he's like, Go now, run as fast as you can. <laughs> you theater nine, run as
0: fast as you can. Because uh, do it. they like lock it? Like, they really just they won't let you know.
2: Yeah, they really preserve the movie going experience for everybody. Yeah, they
0: don't they want mean, I like that. It is annoying. Yeah. There is people who definitely. But it's also come kind come of funny because it
1: is a theater where they serve you food. So they're kind of constantly walking around serving food. Oh,
0: yeah. But that's probably why they don't want people ordering food later than they expect them to? So you're allowed to know. order food the whole way through. Oh, then I don't, don't know, get it fuck? at all.
1: <laughs> <laughs> get but it together. I got some popcorn there. It was really great. Yeah, what great. do you
0: guys order when you go? I've never been to a movie theater that serves food. They
2: do like a full meal. Like they have like, you can really just like... Eat, get your what do you guys, there? what do you guys
3: eat? I always like balance it. I'll do like a salad and then a mm. giant bowl of
0: popcorn because mm, mm-hmm. our popcorn mm-hmm. is
3: amazing and it's served mm-hmm. in like a big silver bowl. Like you're at your house, <gasps> cute! Oh, yeah, that's, that's fun. That's yeah. fun, but they have good pizza and stuff too. It's like lots of like bar snacks and stuff as well.
0: Fun, mm-hmm. yeah.
3: I want to know. Have you have one in New York actually, Henley?
0: Yeah, we have, they're definitely at least one, I think in Brooklyn. That makes sense. I just Never I've never been I'm so curious I feel like it would kind of spark my misophonia of like not wanting to listen to people chew Mm -hmm. while watching a movie Mm -hmm. because you know during a a normal movie going experience you have that in the beginning with people eating their popcorn etc but if it's like throughout the entire movie that might get a little tough
3: that me. is true, actually. Even, like, when I'm doing it, I get really
1: self-conscious about it. <laughs> try to you know, do like, so quick. Like, hold it in my mouth and, like... Let it get soggy. <laughs> it get loud. <laughs> you wait for <laughs> a laugh or, like, a loud yeah. moment. It's, <laughs> like, no, really?
2: No, no, no. really try to get it down. <laughs> it's, really, it's really tough. Um, okay, wow. This movie. I'm so excited for it. I mean, you're going to tell us about it, but I feel like response... It's positive. We're feeling good about mm-hmm. Megan.
1: I'm yeah. We're feeling great about Megan. We're feeling really good about it. Let me yes. tell you, it's got a 94% on Rotten Tomatoes Holy right now. Shit. The, the score keeps fluctuating. It was at 98 at one point. <laughs> it's huge. It's incredibly positive reviews. 72 on Metacritic, still 6.6 on IMDb, which is a little okay, surprising. IMDb. Fuck IMDb. <laughs> uh, the budget was twelve million, and the last I checked, it had made fifteen million. But I think it's expected to make thirty million opening wow. weekend, Hell yeah. which is almost as much as *Malignant*'s lifetime gross. Um, but malignant was, if you'll recall, Netflix. released straight to HBO Netflix. same oh, day, HBO, and so people right. could watch it at home. Right, 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 right. But yeah, just interesting. I'm just glad to see it have success. Not that I'm trying to pit it against malignant or anything. Just a <laughs> comparison point. They're per- perfect. <laughs> both perfect films. <laughs> <laughs> they're
3: like friends, I think. They're like friends films. Yeah, yeah mm-hmm. they're rooting really for each friends. other. Yeah,
1: yeah, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah. It'd be a really. It'd be a great double feature.
0: And this one's PG-13, which makes it seem way more approachable for a scaredy cat like myself.
1: Yeah. Although I would love to have seen the R version of this. Mm. Me too. So it was originally shot as R. They Uh-oh, wrote okay. wrote and shot it as R, but I think because of the audience response to the trailer and <gasps> that dance she does in the trailer, yeah. iconic iconic dance, that was a big hit with Gen Z. <laughs> for children. Um, for children. Yeah, I guess, it. Uh, like TikTok. And was it already? Do you know if it was previously a TikTok dance or it became a TikTok, TikTok dance? I oh, don't wow. know. Good question. I
3: assumed that it was choreographed for the movie in the vein of a TikTok dance. Yeah, yeah. that seems
2: right. Sure. That makes sense. Yep, yep, yep.
1: But yep. then to, uh, yeah, appeal to a wider tiktok audience the studio um asked them to edit it into a pg-13 movie and they had to do some research uh, reshoots to make it in pg-13 So, well maybe someday they'll release the our version i think they i think they will um i read something that said a director's cut does exist and will probably see the light of day at some point hell be, yeah, that's uh, awesome. exciting yeah yeah. I need that. And the only other piece of trivia I have is that being fresh on Rotten Tomatoes is a first for a horror movie released in the first weekend of January. This has hmm. never happened before. January is kind of historically where people dump things that. Oh, didn't n- Old come out last January?
0: I, I feel like Old was a old. winter movie.
1: It might have been, but it w- probably not first weekend of January. because the Closest
0: sc- wasn't Scream in January.
1: Yes but later Not a first kind of weekend
0: su- Kind of surprising Oh not first weekend I see Okay
1: And I feel like Times are changing I feel like there's a lot of good movies Coming out this well, January And it's like early just like this like year Horror
0: movies are The only Year-long. movie to see Like
1: that's it Incredible I'm loving yeah. this Change this steady stream of horror New releases Is very very exciting mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And they're fun Like yeah. they're Great mm-hmm. I'm loving it mm-hmm. Yeah
2: We're about to It's about to be a very good January into February.
1: Infinity Pool, knock at knock at the cabin. God, I'm excited for Scream. knock at the cabin. Skin <gasps> Ooh, I'm so scared for that one. That one was so genuinely <gasps> really scary. I've seen a lot of people say that it like overtook hereditary as their no! scariest movie. <laughs> I, the same. I think yeah. because it
3: like it really is about your like childhood fear, like every mm-hmm. child's fear. Mm-hmm. And so it's like really sticking, I think, for people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oof. Mm-hmm.
2: And now, so what's the deal with M- Megan? Uh, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> the spelling. <laughs> no, no, well, what a funny question to ask. Where that's like, yeah, like a whole movie. Way. I mean, uh, like the <laughs> actor. Like, what sorts of stuff did they do?
1: Oh, yes it's it's a child. It's a child, right? It that they uh-huh. prosthetics. That then they did CGI on top of. Okay, there are prosthetics Christ a lot. Right? Yes, I watched a little making of video and she's got just, just like a mask and like hand things to 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 make her look more doll-like. Cool. And then I believe they went on top of that and then did, you know, Okay. the CGI. Cool, 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 cool. It's worth watching a little making of video. I bet.
3: It makes such a difference too, not just having her full CGI, like the way uh-huh. she moves and like she feels real. Yeah. Um, yeah wait, I have actually one more um, little <gasps> trivia thing oh, that yeah, I have yeah, yeah. on there with yes. the that I was like dying about earlier. So the director was saying that For the design of Megan He was looking into icons from the 50s Including Audrey Hepburn, Grace Kelly And Kim Novak as inspirations And then he wanted like a 70s naturalism as well And so oh. the hair is modeled after Peggy Lipton And I was like yes.
0: literally dead at all of these Oh yes. my god That my makes god. so much sense That makes so much sense mm. That really actually provides a lot of good context For why she looks yeah. she
2: does. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: She's stunning. She's,
1: She's, gorgeous. Stunning. She's gorgeous. Absolutely, absolutely stunning. That center part, stunning. That's gorgeous absolutely hair. gorgeous. Megan is beauty goals. <laughs> um, Steph, do we have plans for this year's Halloween costume? Is it? Uh, I
3: two- decided like before I even saw the movie. As soon as I saw the trailer, I was like, I'm Megan for sure.
0: <laughs> yes, yes. I, I, can't I can't wait. I can't wait.
3: Pretty easy to put together but i yeah. will be spending the next like nine and a half months learning the tiktok mm. dance and yeah. okay it. Yep. okay yes yep. yes
2: oh my god okay i'm so ready for this trailer i have seen the trailer and i'm excited to see it again me too a real sensation this trailer should we watch it are we gonna is it time <gasps> yeah i think it's time let's watch it
3: katie you lost your parents welcome home you're
2: my niece I'm gonna do everything I can to make this place feel like home. Just wish I could see them again. I'm not equipped to handle this. I don't even take care of my own plants. I have this project at work. Do you wanna see? Yes. Ever since I was little, I dreamed of this perfect toy that would protect a kid from ever feeling lonely or sad. This is Megan. Hi, Megan. I'm Katie. It's nice to meet you, Katie. Do you want to hang out? Okay. Megan, your goal is to protect Katie from harm, both physical and emotional. Is that a doll? Model 3 generative. Android. Megan, for short. I can't believe you made this. I love it. Wanna hang out? Yeah, sounds like fun great job it's nice to have a friend it's
1: honestly like she's part of the family now they could be building emotional connections that are too hard to untangle she's
2: the happiest she's been since her parents died eat the toppings katie research shows if you force a child to eat vegetables they'll be less likely to choose those foods as adults is that so yes experts
0: i can turn off i thought we were having a conversation Does she talk? Make her say something. Stop! Don't! Megan! You should probably run.
3: (laughs) Megan, she pushed Brandon onto the road. I won't let anything harm you.
1: (laughs) Megan, turn off. Recalibrating response model.
3: <laughs> Megan! What's wrong with you? Don't worry, Katie. I won't let anything harm you.
0: Ever again. Oh my god, what is that? A fucking song. Who sings that? It's Taylor nice Swift. I've had it stuck in my head. I've had it stuck in my head all
2: weekend just knowing we were doing Megan. Like I I didn't see it, obviously, but I've like been I've thought of that trailer and it just like the song just immediately comes to my head.
0: It's nice to have that would be Taylor Swift. She's the perfect person to write that song.
1: Um I started Holy smiling shit. instantly and it's like starts with her parents dying, obviously. So in the video I'm just <laughs> <laughs> Because <laughs> truly, I was delighted from absolutely like start to finish of this whole viewing experience. There was not a moment watching this movie that I wasn't having fun. It's a perfect premise.
0: It is so it's perfect. good, but also so easily could be really really bad. So the fact that True. it's entertaining and good is huge. I it's mean, so funny. I'm thrilled.
1: It's really really funny, and it was really fun to see with an audience of people reacting. I mean, as oh all horror movies are, but. People clapped at the end. Yeah. Who are those <laughs> that's, movies? Great.
2: Mm-hmm. yeah that's great. That's <laughs> great. Love when that happens. <laughs> it's crazy that they were able to get this down to PG 13, and it will make it easier for me to watch for sure because there's a lot of weapons that look bad to me. Was that part of a paper slicer thing that she. Grabs, yeah, yeah. Oh, I don't like when those get used.
3: They do a really good job about implying violence, but not showing violence. So, mm, I think that's yeah. where like, you could handle it. Although, yeah, I wish there was more violence.
0: Uh, yeah, them. I'm but sure. to I mean, yeah, just me.
1: yeah, yeah <laughs> that makes sense. Holy shit! All right, shall we? Should we do it? Oh, I'm
0: so- it's the bleakest time of the year, so you know what that means. We deserve to get cozy on the couch, rewatch our favorite TikTok videos, and drink a goddamn glass of wine. If you ever struggle to pick out the right bottle, you will love our next sponsor, Naked Wines. Did you know that when you buy wine today, most of the money goes to things like fancy packaging, big budget marketing campaigns, and tax? That is crazy. Naked Wines is a subscription service that seamlessly connects you to the finest independent winemakers on the planet. So you get a box of the market's best quality wines however often you'd like, for a fraction of the price. And hold on to your butts, you guys, because the deal they have for you is insane. Just wait. So how do they do it? Naked Wines connects winemakers and wine drinkers directly, allowing for vineyard-to-door delivery at up to 60% off what you would normally pay in a store. By cutting out the traditional retail middleman costs and markups, winemakers can pass those savings on to you without skimping on quality. I can't stop talking about Naked Wines. I love that their quiz matches you with bottles that you love, and each shipment includes wines they recommend based on your previous ratings. I'm currently loving their organic options, especially the Chris Condos Cabernet from Mendocino County. And they've been around for 10 years, and they fund over 90 independent winemakers. So with no commitments or membership fees, you can enjoy Naked Wines hassle-free. And the best part, every bottle is a passion project from an independent winemaker, so you're literally making an independent winemaker's dream come true. So head to nakedwines.com slash scary and enter voucher in the top right when you get to the website and put in TooScary for both the code and password to get six bottles of wine for just $39.99 with shipping included. That's $100 off and less than $7 per bottle. So that's nakedwines.com slash scary and use the code and password 2scary and grab six bottles for just $39.99. One last time, that's nakedwines.com/two-scary code and password too scary for a hundred dollars off your first six bottles. curious. I can't wait to find out what happens. Let's, yes, let's do it. Let's do it. Let's Yay. do it. We will
1: preface the recap with that this is a new release and we just saw it the one time, but we will do our best.
3: Mm. I was trying to be like super scholarly and like taking notes like under the light in the theater, <laughs> but I didn't get
0: very far. It's so hard to take notes while watching a movie. I know. Yeah. Yeah. And I was also in like, that so context.
3: excited for this movie, so I didn't want to yeah. like take away from you distracted yeah yeah but i still had a great time and Megan mm. it's my best
1: friend <laughs> i love megan love me too, to me just too. come
3: over and you have a megan
2: in the corner
1: i <laughs> wish <laughs>
3: <laughs> um, oh. all right so the movie actually starts with um a fake commercial this whole movie actually was kind of giving like 80s 90s almost like actiony vibes or like those movies mm. where like the kids are the heroes, like, Mm, when we were mm -hmm, growing mm up, you know?
0: mm -hmm, And mm -hmm. so it
3: starts with a fake commercial for these little Furby-looking toys with these, like, big eyes, and they're, like, kind of gross and weird and, like, farting, (laughs) but they're, like, cute, you know? (laughs) Love it. And then um, it cuts to Katie, our main little girly, in the car with her parents, which is the beginning of the trailer. And they're going up the mountain to, like, a ski trip, and... Her Furby is being really annoying, but she's like, it. are we there yet? And just farting constantly. <laughs>
2: yeah, that's
0: great. That's great.
3: Wait, did you guys have Furby? Like a
2: Furby growing up? I did that? have a Furby. Okay. I don't think I personally had one.
3: They were really weird and they also They were freaky. And really, really freaky. freaky. My uncle got me one because he got one for my niece, like his daughter's. And I was so freaked out about it that I put it in a hat box and put it in my closet, but didn't know how to turn it off.
1: I remember doing the same thing, like wrapping it in blankets yeah. to try to this, like you would with a smoke alarm, <laughs> just like, cause
0: it would
2: all of a sudden just like, I feel like if you like walked past it, it would like come back to like, yeah. it like
0: was, it was so freaky. It was everyone crazy. had a Furby in their closet. That's so funny to everyone. think about because I had a Furby in my closet. <laughs> Because you're trying to shut it up. Yeah. Everyone was like, "I this was entertaining for the first 15 minutes, and now I needed to go away and be mm-hmm. gone. That's yeah. so
3: funny. <laughs> so scary. But she's loving it. She loves the Furby. Her parents, n- not so much loving the Furby. Um, and they're kind of like arguing a little bit in the front of the car because the dad forgot to put chains on the car, and they're literally driving through like a blizzard. So they're kind of oh like God. getting into it. The toy's uh-huh. annoying. Parents are kind of getting annoyed. But... They decide to pull over to like wait out the storm and then they immediately get hit by a snowplow <gasps> and Katie is the sole survivor. And this happens within oh. the first like two minutes of the movie. So you're like right into it, which I really appreciate yeah. yeah. like, it. Yeah, just do To see like oh, happy parents and family. Like, we're oh, just like, hate that. we're hate here now. Parents dead. Parents dead. dead. his mom yeah, <laughs> that's <laughs> yep. also
0: more of a PG-13 move I have to say if it was R they'd draw that out they'd make you feel the pain you'd feel the emotional trauma more <laughs> and instead they're like nope let's just get into it that's and a good I like point that. I like that too
3: <laughs> okay so then from there we meet Gemma who is Allison Williams and she's at work at like a very like fancy office it's like very tech um, and she actually works for the company that created the Furby toy mm. And so in the car, we do find out that Katie's aunt did give her the Furby. So then we like make the mm. connection. Okay, Gemma is her aunt. She created the Furby and gave it to Katie. So her and her like teammates are kind of like messing around with their like robotics, engineering, whatever, their new toy. And this is when we first meet a skinless Megan. She's like hanging <gasps> up like Jesus.
0: <laughs> no.
1: Yeah, they've like shipped in some silicone skin covering. So they like put her face on and it's like, yeah, like it's like a silicone
3: like child's face. And they're kind of messing around with the robotics and like testing her emotions and her facial expressions. And she kind of starts to like malfunction and like her cheek is kind of like twitching. Twisting up. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, and then her boss walks in. And we basically find out that her and her team are like kind of secretly working on this project and they're not really supposed to be doing that. But she wants to create this robot to basically like take over the company rather than work on these like stupid little Furby toys because I think she just thinks that they could do better and they could kind of create this like ultimate toy. And so her boss walks in at like the worst moment when the toy is malfunctioning. And tells her, like, stop working on this. Like, we need to make a Furby that's cheaper because our competitors are making just like a worse version for cheaper. And people are going to start buying that one instead. And that's when she gets a call about her sister's accident and has to go meet Katie at the hospital and has to take over as her guardian and is really thrown into this. You know, she's like probably in her early 30s. She's obviously a career woman. She's not prepared for this at all, does not know how to like really even interact with Katie. So she goes to pick her up and she brings her home to this like absolutely stunning, like mid century, mm. perfect home, like gorgeous mm. home. And we immediately get a jump scare while they like get out of the car. And the neighbor's dog is like kind of just like barks at them or growls at them and goes back under like there's like a hole in the fence. And we get like an interaction with like the weird kind of kooky neighbor where there's like you can tell there's like a bit of drama and the dog keeps getting out and she's very irresponsible. Yeah, she's like, fix the
1: hole in your fence and stop spraying your chemicals on my lawn. Allison Williams is screaming this at the neighbor.
0: Right. Oh, OK. That
1: jump scare really got me, by Blimey. the way, because my guard was so down. I felt so safe in this film. <laughs> <laughs> I was like,
2: oh,
0: beautiful home. <laughs> wow. So scary. How are we feeling about Allison Williams at this point? We're, like, totally trusting her. She seems normal and fine.
1: We trust her. We just think she's, like, probably in over her, he- her head. And we're nervous of how she will fare taking care of a child. Mm-hmm.
3: I also kind of feel like we
1: are her a little bit. Like, I,
3: mm. I, like, connected with her. Because if, like, my sister passed and I had to take on, like, my niece, mm-hmm. like, I would be completely lost. Like, she's yeah, not that person anyway. It's just kind of, like... She's very focused on her career. And all of
2: a sudden as a parent.
3: Yeah. Yeah. And so we like go into her house and it's like truly perfect. It's so <laughs> gorgeous. And she has all these like collectibles because, she, you know, she's like a ro- a robotics engineer, I guess. Is what mm-hmm. she Pretty and she cool. She has all these like collectible toys that obviously are like still in their boxes and stuff. And like Katie's excited, like, oh, what are these toys? And she's like, oh, no, no, no. Like those are collectible can not play so with those yeah we don't know so yeah, we, oh, we don't play with those so it's like a very like beautiful but kind of cold space and mm-hmm. she has like kind of like barely a guest room it's like a blow-up mattress next to her peloton that she puts katie on <laughs> like you know it's like very much that like it's not for anyone else outside of just her like eating and sleeping there and then going straight to work mm. and so they have like a meal together and you can kind of tell like There's just, like, a quietness between them. They seem almost like strangers. They both seem like they're mourning, like their mom and their sister. And they don't really know how to, like, communicate with each other. Mm -hmm. And so the next day they have... Is she like a social worker? That woman? I think she
1: must be. She's introduced as the as a therapist. Oh, she's like oh the the therapist is here, but it's clear that she's coming to observe them together to make sure that this is an okay place for Katie to be living. So yeah, it must be some s- sort of government uh, employee type thing.
3: Yeah, I'm assuming that probably happens when there's like the guardianship, but yeah, probably this is kind of when we find out like. The dad's parents live in Florida and like none of them really want her to go to them. And so they're trying to make it work with Gemma. Um, and so the social worker like slash therapist is kind of trying to engage the two of them by like. How do you play together? Like, show me your things. And Gemma's like, yeah, we don't have toys here. <laughs> and so the therapist's like, oh, like, what about all these? And Katie's like, oh, those are collectibles. <laughs> those are <laughs> looking at And so I think Gemma kind of like caves under pressure and like guilt and she's like, no, you can definitely play with one of these and like opens it for her. And they're just kind of like rolling this toy back and forth (laughs) awkwardly, like not not even looking at each other. And Jemma's um, like, you know, that's not really what this is
1: for. You know, you could just like pull this lever and then this like this happens. It's clearly, yeah, like a like a like a robot thing mm. that they're playing with as if it's a tennis ball, just like rolling <laughs> it back and forth. And and the therapist is like, why don't you let Katie play, like play with it how she wants to play <laughs> with it? And you can see Gemma kind of like biting her tongue like, well, it's just that it's, like designed to do some like pretty cool stuff. <laughs> sure, sure. We'll play with it like a ball. We'll play with it like a ball. <laughs> <laughs>
3: So you can tell there's like tension and neither of them really know what to do with each other. And so they have like another sit-down meal together, and she's had to take a lot of time off to help Katie like adjust and bring her home. So she's she's like, you know, like I'm basically I need to figure out this project or I'm gonna be fired. So she needs to kind of just like work from home on it. So she just like kind of like has Katie like take care of herself while she goes and like works in the garage and just like you entertain yourself. There's a lot of, like, um, a lot of talk about, like, screen time. Yeah. I keep, Mm -hmm. like, referencing screen time because, you know, she had a very close relationship with her parents, and they were, like, only one hour screen time a day. And Gemma is kind of in the opposite position where she's just kind of, like, keeps sitting her in front of, like, the iPad or, like, the TV to kind of, like, help raise her, kind of, and, like, take the pressure off of her and take the responsibility off of her, which I thought was really kind of an interesting
1: conversation kind of the th- thesis of the film mm-hmm. in the way yeah there's a moment mm-hmm. here at this table where she says yeah what's my screen time limit and Gemma's like what oh, I don't care like be on it as long as you want mm-hmm. and we'll see how that <laughs> we'll see <laughs> we'll see how that mentality pans out we'll see how it goes (laughs) um so yeah gemma's in the like studio
3: garage kind of working on her stuff and katie comes in just kind of curious very shy she definitely doesn't seem like very comfortable with gemma and so gemma's like kind of excited to show her what she's working on which basically is just like a shitty version of the furby and like katie is immediately like unimpressed by it even as a child (laughs) she's like i like the other one better and so Katie's kind of just looking around the garage and she sees this like giant robot. Like it's very like old school with like kind of like big arms and like the little boxy shoulders. Like a rock'em sockam robot. For sure. Thing. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. And Gemma tells her that it's like her college project. It's like her, the very first robot she ever worked on. And she like shows her how it works. She has these like gloves that she puts on to like control it. And teachers are all about like all of the little things that are happening in her head. Like these are the eyes, like this is the brain. This is the whatever. And this is like kind of the first time, the whole time that she's been with Katie where Katie's like smiling and she's like interested and she's engaged. And that kind of registers something for Jemma and it inspires her to continue her journey with Megan. And this is when we get a very fun montage of like, Another like 80s, 90s style montage of Gemma like building Megan or like perfecting Megan.
0: Mm.
3: And we finally meet her.
0: Mm. Oh my god, I'm so excited. And she's like, I love a montage. looking great. She's
3: <laughs> looking great. We get to like find out that you can build different versions of her. It's like kind of like an American Girl doll. Oh, hell so yeah. You can kind of like maybe look like you or like whatever mm-hmm, you want mm-hmm. it to look like, which is really fun. Kind of like a little makeover moment.
0: Or a mm-hmm. 70s naturalist look, which yeah. we're all loving. We're all loving. Exactly.
3: <laughs> okay, so then we're back at the office, and Gemma is, like, kind of showing both us and her team, including her boss, like, what Megan can do. And she is cool as hell. She's super <laughs> smart. She's so sweet. She is the best. And to, in order to, like, work megan basically you have to pair her with someone so she does a demonstration Mm. in this kind of like fake playroom observation room where she pairs her and katie and like immediately there is like a connection katie is in love and they're interacting like they have been friends forever and the whole team including her boss are like super duper impressed and is basically like, let's green light this. Let's create a presentation for the investors or whatever it is to like get this really going. So they bring her home and we get kind of like another like montage of like, Megan's here. She's part of the family. Like she lives here now. I love that she wears sunglasses. It's like she doesn't need sun protection yeah. for her eyes. <laughs> it's
2: just a fashion choice and we absolutely love it.
3: She's everything. She really is. (laughs) People are going to be dressing like Megan this fall, I swear. Oh, absolutely. Okay, so then we kind of see what Megan is capable of, and then we kind of realize why Gemma wanted to create her, and it's almost like a second parental figure or like a first Mm -hmm. parental figure to kind of take Mm -hmm. over Gemma's tasks, where... We see her like reading to Katie and she's like doing all the different voices in the book.
1: But like mm-hmm. can change her voice to a man's yeah, voice. Yeah, yeah. And so like a very good, <laughs> doing things better than you could do. A though. parent
3: could. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. And then she'll also kind of like correct Katie. Like we see her a few times like putting her glass directly on the table rather than like on the coaster. And because it's more of like a sister or a friend role, it doesn't feel like she's kind of being like a parent and like forcing Katie to do something. So she'll just correct her like, oh, you forgot. You like forgot to put it on the coaster. And then there's a scene where she (laughs) teaches her about like condensation and (laughs) why she needs to use
1: a coaster. And then she's like, isn't that insane? (laughs) I laughed so hard. So so Katie goes like. How does water even get on the outside of the glass? And Megan just goes into the scientific explanation of of why. And she's like, the temperature difference, like, draws moisture from the air that then, like, sticks onto the glass. And Katie's like, whoa. And Megan goes, isn't that insane? <laughs> and it's like, yeah, these menial things becoming exciting because you're learning about it with Megan.
0: Mm-hmm. God, mm-hmm. that's I love, love me. Megan. I love Megan, it's too. <laughs> condensation
2: is insane. It is. Honestly, I actually didn't know. Yeah. He He was like, oh, okay. Yeah. That makes sense.
3: (laughs) Insane. (laughs) So we see like this like very positive view of Megan and we're like, hell
1: yeah, she's part of the household. We love her. Gemma's like viewing it as like, isn't it so great that like you don't have to do anything with your kid anymore? Like you Mm -hmm. like she can do Mm -hmm. everything basically. Mm -hmm. And we're like, "Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. okay, yep, yep, yep. Mm -hmm. How could this go wrong?
3: Yeah, she's almost like viewing her like a nanny or something. Mm-hmm. Or just like a parent actually.
1: Yeah, I think a full parent.
3: Because <laughs> she also like the way that she teaches her, like she learns is like through emotional intelligence as well. So she, that like emotional piece is actually like an interesting connection. It's not just like asking.
1: That's something that Gemma says earlier too is that they kind of grow together in mm-hmm. that um basically Megan will learn things as uh, primarily as they are needed for um Katie's like mm. you know like the condensation thing or whatever like she could like she'll build her database based on what Katie needs type of thing and so they they the further on it gets like the more bonded they are type of thing freaky
3: so that night at dinner or like maybe it's a couple days later I don't I don't remember but um They're talking over dinner, and Megan is like kind of trying to collect more information. I think this is just like how she functions. And so she asks Katie about her parents and like how they died, and like what death is, will I die? And (sighs) Megan's asking that? Yeah. Oh man. Which is also really interesting because I feel like that's also like a child question. Like it like is like Uh how a child Mm -hmm. learns too. Mm -hmm. But Jenna's freaked out by this and is like, let's shut down this conversation. So
1: yeah, avoid that topic altogether. Like if that comes up, just like change the subject. Exactly. We don't want to deal with that. Do you remember how like Megan reacted? I don't know. Like if she was just like, "Okay." Oh, well, something we should say is that Megan's like side eyes and glances Mm -hmm. throughout the whole film are are first of all important to the plot, but also Mm -hmm. like hilarious. Like she's always, you can see her little pupils dilate and close, but in this little like robotic way, like she's constantly thinking and learning and like researching things in her head and like building her own perception of the world. And so she can, we see that she is responding to Gemma by, by being, by agreeing with her and saying, okay, but She'll probably just have like an eye shift and will like it'll zoom in on her eyes as she's kind of calculating her own feelings about it. It's like clear that uh-huh. she's individualizing herself and not just fully obeying commands. Have we seen her shut down at all before? Has she shut down? I can't remember, but theoretically she should be able to. Yeah. They like at like, some turn point say Megan turn off and she turns yeah. off. Okay.
3: The next day, Katie's, like, outside, and she's playing with, like, a bow and arrow. Like, one of those, like, ones that, like, sticks on glass. Mm. I don't know what that's called.
2: Like, suction guy? Yeah, Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah.
3: And Megan is just, like, inside, standing in the window, just staring out at her. (laughs) Just, like, watching her. And... Um, during all this, Katie ends up, like, losing one of the arrows and asks Megan to help her find it. And so she finds it, like, through the hole in the fence on the other side. And so Megan goes over to, like, grab the arrow and the neighbor's dog, like, grabs onto her and starts, like, biting her. And so Katie's, like, screaming. She's trying to pull Megan out. And in the whole thing, the dog also ends up, like, biting Katie.
0: Mm.
3: And so, you know, they have to go to the hospital or whatever and get that fixed. And
0: this dog is not long for the
1: world. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. In this scene, because one of the things that Gemma has said is Megan will protect you from Mm -hmm. physical and emotional harm. Mm -hmm. And so as this scene is happening, we're seeing again, Megan's eyes shifting back and forth, like seeing that Katie is in danger and has Mm -hmm. been harmed. And we're thinking like, is she about to like immediately kill this dog on, on site because, <laughs> cause that's her, uh, you know, job kind of. And she doesn't, but she like quickly jumps into this. Her hair is like filled with leaves <laughs> and all crazy. Cause she's just been attacked by the dog. But as Gemma runs out to grab Katie, Megan is like, uh, Katie's temperature is rising. She needs to be immediately <laughs> disinfected. Like the wound must be cleaned. Like she can, she can read all of
0: oh, her vital, signs. Her vital signs and her
1: emotions. She has ways to recognize oh. your facial expressions and it calculates if she's That's feeling crazy happiness or guilt or whatever. And so she's like, yeah, you see from her POV as she's evaluating Katie after this. And yeah, we also we are feeling worried for the
0: dog for sure.
3: <laughs> <laughs> we also can like read other people. It's almost mm-hmm. like RoboCop or something where it's like, uh-huh. on the, like it's like anxiety, fear. And then it's like percentages, like, and, it's like heart, heart, heart like, rates like, and temperatures. Yeah, yeah exactly. Oh, That's our Sometimes you see it like through her eyes too, mm-hmm. which mm. is really cool. Okay, so now there's like even more tension between the neighbor and Gemma and like the household. And that night we start to hear Dewey, Dewey. <laughs> but it sounds that's the dog, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. But it sounds kind of like weird. Like it's kind of a little bit digital or like something strange. And then we see Megan's little arm like drop treats
0: through the, mm-hmm. through yep. the little hole in the fence. Oh, no, she didn't.
3: The dog goes through the hole and then that, that scene ends.
1: Uh-huh. Okay. Mm-hmm. But also, PG-13. who is this lady mm-hmm. that's leaving her dog outside for the night with a hole in the fence? Not, She's the most irresponsible dog owner it, ever. Not even She's on a leash villain. or anything. This, that's no. like, regardless, you shouldn't leave your dog out there. No. was the worst.
3: And also like not even apologizing when the dog bites a child. No.
1: Yeah. Yeah. She sucks.
3: Um, okay. So then the next day is the day of the big Megan presentation. So this is like for the owner, I'm guessing or whatever, of like the big company that Gemma works for. And I think
1: like investors. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. yeah you're right.
3: And Katie had just been attacked by the dog the day before. Like, she's definitely experiencing trauma. She's really not up for it. But Gemma is kind of, like, pushing her anyway by, like, guilting her. Like, if you don't feel up for it, I can just tell my boss that we can't do it today kind of thing. And I think, Mm -hmm. like, Megan's definitely registering this. Megan's getting Mm -hmm. a side
1: eye here. We're, like, seeing, again, those little calculating she says she should rest and Gemma's like yeah you totally could rest but like if you feel up to it i feel like allison williams is so know, good at this I just, exact I kind I of picture, role I where she's like doing
2: this and really kind of the fucking worst but is mm-hmm. like presenting as like who me i'm really nice mm-hmm.
3: it's
2: like
0: perfect dead it's on, perfect
3: Yeah, perfectly cast for sure yeah, yeah. So during the presentation, Katie, like, does have, like, a full breakdown, and she kind of starts
0: crying. Sorry, another,
2: just realized, another mm-hmm. Nepo baby.
1: Oh, Did she yeah. get included oh, yeah, on the list? So oh, right. Was she on? Did she? I don't think she was on the list. Probably because Brian Williams got canceled, but. I'm sure she was. That Nepo baby list was thorough, though. She was definitely on it. Uh, she, she must, must have, have been, been right. on it. Yeah. yeah. Okay.
3: The vulture one was, like. It was, it got crazy. Beyond Nepo.
2: It was, it like, got really. <laughs> <yeah>. It was, <laughs>
1: like, layers <laughs> of Spen- Nepo.
2: Cousin. I met was someone
1: once on who an actor. <laughs> <The> <laughs> yeah. One that really made me laugh was Kate Berlant, who was like, yes. mother oh, yeah. father is okay. a painter, mother is a set decorator. And it's like, okay. <laughs> that's not the same. <laughs> not quite the same. And then King Princess, who's our grandpa owned Macy's and died on the Titanic. <laughs> <laughs> i'm sorry it's Died not funny Titanic, but it's just nepo baby nepo baby, Neppo Died baby. The Titanic. wait why did they include that <laughs> i have no idea but it really I made guess me laugh
0: she's rich um yeah I mean, it's I'm just sure. like she's rich you know <laughs>
1: oh god sure. it's sure
2: it's getting a little blurry on what that yeah we're blurring the lines but allison williams a clear clear cut yep nepo baby anyway
3: for sure Okay, so during this breakdown, she's kind of, like, talking about how she misses her mom and how she's worried that one day she might not remember her. Mm -hmm. And Megan steps in immediately, and she, like, wipes her tears away, and she tells her that she'll hold her memories for her. It's actually this really sweet scene, like, scene between the two of them. She has, like, her hand on her heart, and she asks Megan, like, her favorite— or, sorry, she asks Katie her favorite memory of her mom— and then records it and mimics it back to her so that she can like save her memories and remind her. It's really sweet. I'm actually getting kind of t- like choked up talking. about ah. it. And then <laughs> Megan sings a song and it's the first time, not the last time she <laughs> sings her a song. And I felt like the whole theater, including myself, just like, Gasped oh. and then, like, was like chuckling to <gasps> myself. It was like a full, like, Mary Poppins moment. It was everything. Incredible. I did not expect this. They don't show it in the trailer at all. And it was like a real treat for sure.
1: Yeah. Oh. And the investors. On the other side of the glass, are like just shedding tears. Like everyone is so moved by this moment. Megan oh really, I'm moved. Yeah, I moved. exceeds in these moments because at first it like seems like oh fuck she's crying. This is gonna go. This is gonna go so bad. This is not the plan. And then she just absolutely shines and proves to everyone that everyone is gonna need a Megan in their life. She's a star. She does shine. I
3: don't remember what the song I was. I can't remember what the song, song is. No. I remember a song later. That's for sure. Yeah,
1: we're gonna talk about a song later. Oh,
3: yeah. <laughs> and yeah, so like, yeah, they're loving it. They're like, yep, like everyone's get on this board out into the world. Yep. We're let's do this. So Gemma and Katie have another appointment with that like therapist woman. And it's actually at the office. I don't know if it's like before or after the like that interaction. Maybe she's even part of that interaction and witnesses like how bonded they are. And she kind of tells Gemma like, I'm really concerned that she's having an emotional attachment to this doll, this robot, and it's going to be really difficult to try and, like, separate that bond later.
1: She talks, yeah, especially about having lost her parents and, like, attachment theory and that when you've lost Mm -hmm. your parents, you're going to, like, bond to the next person that falls into that parental figure for you. And so, yeah, this...
3: And it should be Gemma, but it's not... right. And yeah. I also feel like she really is only like mourning or like sad before Megan for like two days. Like, there's not really a gap where she's actually like experiencing her parents' death. It's kind of just mm-hmm. like a replacement for yeah. that connection.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: Gemma does not seem worried though. She's just like she's I like, oh, oh she's me. the happiest
1: she's been since mm-hmm. since her parents died. Like, this is so and good. I don't Have to do it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And she's like,
3: and I'm successful at work, so yeah. win 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 win. Uh, no problem. <laughs> So over dinner that night is like the scene where she's picking the top, like the toppings off of the pizza and Gemma tries to push her to eat the toppings. And Megan is kind of like study show that if you
1: force kids to eat, that's something that they don't want to, like they're going to have more issues later. Gemma is like getting a, a, a little annoyed. And I feel like this is kind of the first time where Gemma's like, okay, you're overstepping a bit. Mm hmm. And she makes herself the secondary operator of Megan. And you see Megan go like, okay, like uploading new directive or whatever.
3: This is also the first time that we see Gemma actually try and shut her off.
1: Yeah. She says, are you sure? It was like previously we've seen her just say, Megan, turn off. And she turns off. No questions asked. And this is the time she goes, are you sure? Download in progress. Because she's been doing something based on whatever the conversation is, (laughs) Mm -hmm. which... Theoretically, she shouldn't be able to do it. She should have to just shut off immediately. And so
0: Gemma's worried about that a bit, <laughs> mm-hmm. and and now she has Gemma's info too a little bit because she's downloaded her whatever that is, yeah, maybe her information.
1: Yeah, she's okay. definitely growing her knowledge base constantly, mm-hmm. and she's observed like she's
3: been observing Jenna- Gemma this whole time. Yeah. Too. yeah, so she's like already, I think, kind of like.
0: Tuned in a little bit, yeah.
1: Oh, and I think they have an argument about Gemma having enrolled Mm. Katie in school. Because previously Katie had been homeschooled by her parents and Katie gets annoyed by this or she's upset to hear it because she says Megan's doing such a great job teaching her. She's even better than her mom was because obviously she knows everything and is an, an incredible teacher. And she's like, I'm learning faster than I ever have with had with Megan. Like, why do I have to go to school? And Gemma does say, you know, there's more to it than just learning like you need to be with other kids. And... Megan doesn't look thrilled about this. I don't think either of them look too thrilled about this. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
3: Yeah, I think that is actually the main part of, like, the argument for sure between them. Because the next day is when they go to the
1: school. Mm -hmm. Oh, they're going to school.
0: I'm excited. You guys, being homeschooled, can you even imagine? Can you imagine homeschooling children?
3: (laughs) So much work. It's also, like, weird. Like, do you guys know homeschooled kids? have you like met a homeschooled kid? I don't think that I have. I don't think I have either.
2: One of my friends in college had been homeschooled up through college, but she she was very well adjusted. But I remember being like, there's how how could you possibly?
0: Well, it's more normal now with COVID because well, yeah. Yeah, 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 people yeah. started to be homeschooled during COVID and then some people just like kept going. But most people, I think, stopped and because it's an insane amount of work. It's so hard so much work.
2: Yeah. And I would be so concerned that
1: my kids would be weird. And like not know how to interact with other children. Yeah, you need to learn social. That's important. We're social creatures. That's literally
0: why you go to school. I learned nothing in school except social dynamics. Yeah. <laughs> Agreed. The Pythagorean theorem. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, perfect. Nailed it. <laughs> Does
0: you don't anyone remember, remember that?
1: Pythagorean <laughs> the Pythagorean theorem? The Pythagorean theorem? No, no nope. gone. gone. I don't even remember eight times six. <laughs> that one was always hard for me. <laughs> oh wow um,
0: okay, okay so go to we, school yeah, so
3: Gemma finds this like very like hippie outdoorsy like learn in nature type of school and so she goes to drop off Katie and like the head of the school or whatever. Um, addresses them and like sees Megan in the back of the car and thinks it's like another child at first mm-hmm. and then she brings like all of them in I think that she wants like Jemek to kind of like see the school as well and not just Katie and they invite Megan to sit with all the other toys <laughs> so just like a whole a pile of like, pile. animals and then like Megan in the middle of it <laughs> like, thinking, like an actual child <laughs> And so we meet like one of like the weird parents and she's kind of like talking like really like lovely things about her son and like how smart he is and like how much he's grown in the last year. And she's like, there he is. Like, hi, whatever your name is. He's like, fuck off, mom. Like he's like a literal monster immediately. <laughs> and like, oh no, like who is this kid? <laughs> and so the teacher introduces Katie to like all the other kids and they decide to like pair them up. And of course she gets paired with like, the mean boy, and right off the bat, he's like, he like crushes something in her hand.
1: Oh, right. There's you know, those little things in the that fall off trees, those little spiky balls,
0: <laughs> uh-huh, uh-huh, oh, like uh-huh. gumballs. We call them what? gumballs. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I've never heard that, heard right. that but oh, that's but what yeah, they're called it. on the east coast.
2: Gumballs, cute, the, but they
0: are spiky.
3: Yeah, they're so scary. She picks one up and he like pushes it into her hand and her hand is like
1: bleeding.
3: And so she calls for Megan. I don't think she even
1: calls for her. I think Megan just like appears. It's just like all of a sudden she's like there watching.
3: (laughs) She looks like she looks like a human because they're like in the woods. It's kind of like, you know, a little far away. And the boy is kind of like, who are you? Like, what is that? And walks up to her and he like flicks her nose and is trying to talk to her, trying to command her. And he, like, knocks her... Oh, no, he he picks her up and runs away with her, takes her into the woods, takes off one of her shoes, puts her on the ground, and crawls on top of her. And <gasps> I'm immediately like, what is this? Yeah, and it was like, a
1: very... happening. I don't, we don't like to see this. Uh-uh.
3: It kind of took me to a place... This whole scene actually brought me back to men a little bit.
1: Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm.
3: Megan finally snaps, and... Grabs his ear and is like pulling, stretching, stretching, stretching his ear. It's just like a little thin, it's like layer taffy. Of skin. <laughs> and she says to him, like, mean boys grow into mean men. Yep. And literally rips his ear off. Oh <laughs> my God. And then he like kind of backs up and is like starting to like, like what's going on? Like, is bleeding everywhere. She matrixy style, style yeah. defying gravity. Her way. <laughs> and then she's like, you better run. And when she gets on all
1: fours, she starts yes. chasing like her. Like a robo, robo dog type thing. Yeah, like a full <laughs> robo dog. <laughs> That's in the trailer,
0: and it's so unbelievable. It's unbelievable. Her on all fours.
1: Sometimes
2: sometimes it's how I run in dreams. Really? Really? I'll be honest. interesting. Oh. In dreams, sometimes I run on all fours. Because I like can't get enough speed on two feet. Oh my Wait, god! Emily, this I is love huge. this. This is huge. Info. huge I run. Huge, I run like I'm like I like have to grab the earth with to my to get like the
1: lev- leverage of to, it to like, like pull myself forward. Yeah, like almost like you're like climbing.
2: Almost like I'm climbing, but on the ground, climbing horizontally.
3: This is deeply disturbing to you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really sorry. Sure, so. you doing it.
2: No, it's not, I don't, I don't like it And I,
1: I couldn't tell you why it happens Um, But that is how I sometimes well, it, run Well, like, there's there's an animalistic Element to it, right? It's like um, And that's, I feel like, what Is causing the creepy Reaction when we're seeing Megan do it And it's probably also what makes you
0: do it in your dream Is like this, like... Honestly, Silas Okay, Silas only learned how to walk when he was 17 Months, and it's because he can go So much faster when he's crawling <laughs> Yeah! So when he's crawling, he's like Like, so fast, like, with Wicked fast now at this point, oh, like a little fast. spider, like rah, 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 rah. oh, wicked fast! And when he's walking, he's like kind of oh, like Silas. Oh, do, he's do, wicked fast. fast. <laughs> it really makes a difference to be on all fours sometimes. Yeah,
3: so maybe it's normal. Um, yeah,
0: he'd be like going for a jog <laughs> <laughs> or running in a marathon and getting on all fours, <laughs> crossing the finish line, so uh, proud. <laughs> God. Maybe,
2: maybe that's some of my my barrier to running all this time is that I just need to let Try myself to, go, to go and go do it on all tall. fours.
1: You've been trying to run vertically, and that's not correct for you. <laughs> it's just not You've me. You've been trying to run hot dog style, and you need to run hamburger <laughs> style. Hamburger, <laughs> uh, hamburger run.
2: oh yeah i can't run hot dog style
0: cannot run hot dog style it's appropriate always hot dog (laughs) style works no matter the conversation you're having you can include it
2: everything in life is a matter of hot dog or hamburger (laughs) and we all get it okay so she's running hamburgers <laughs> down She's, so she's running hamburgers down. <laughs> and
3: she chases him out into like the road, basically. And he gets hit by a car.
2: We can hardly blame Megan for that. I mean, she didn't know a car he was f- coming. He does
3: fall. He trips. She doesn't like push him or anything, but
1: she was no, no, chasing no. him. But
3: he. Yeah. And she. Yeah. And she's actually like still in the woods while he's in the road. So that's kind of on him, I think. Mm-hmm. But, mm-hmm. What are you
1: going to do? So they head back home after this traumatic experience. I think the police come and kind of question them. And we see Katie lying to cover for Megan, just saying Uh, it's like, it's kind of just that she didn't see anything that Megan didn't. She doesn't think Megan did anything. She didn't see anything and that it was just a horrible accident. And Gemma turns To Megan and says, Megan, is that true? And Megan looks back at her and goes, in a nutshell.
3: (laughs) 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 I loved it. So good. I love her so much. Okay, so, yeah, they do go back home after that. And Gemma's neighbor is kind of starting to freak out. Mm -hmm. She's yelling at them. She's like, I know that after the dog issue, you guys were mad. Like, where is my dog? Where is my dog? Kind of blaming it on Gemma. And Gemma's like, I, I don't know. Like, I, I'm not part of this.
1: Oh, yeah. And, and something did, the cop is like, oh, now, now a little seemingly suspicious or not super suspicious, but just like, oh, you already had a problem that you called the police about with this dog. And now you were at this crime scene where this boy died. Hmm. And she's like, are you trying to make an accusation? And he's like, no, no, I'm just like observing the facts here, but we're seeing that Megan has now been at two crime scenes. (laughs) Mm
2: -hmm, mm -hmm.
1: So it's that night they like go to bed. We see that Katie is actually kind of suspicious of Megan also, and looks Mm. not like fully scared, but like, she just says to her, Megan, did you push the boy? Did you push him in front of traffic? And Megan I can't remember if she says no or if she just evades the question, but she did not push the boy. But so she, she strokes her face and she like, um, is trying to calm her down. And she says, I will never let anything, anything bad happen to you. I'll never let anyone hurt you ever again. And then she starts singing bulletproof, nothing to lose. Fire away, fire oh, I love away. that song. <laughs> <laughs> love that song. So incredible. She sings it and as if it's a lullaby and it's so funny and i'm like is it a lullaby for her because we did learn earlier she is made out of titanium and so it could be ah, in her bro. in her like Titan- understanding just like a beautiful yeah. song about my inner strength of my titanium <laughs> body <laughs> um but it's absolutely incredible i think that was one of my favorite
3: parts yeah me too
1: Really excellent I was, like, cry laughing. <laughs> Excellent use of this wow. song.
3: Um, so once Katie goes to bed, we see that same night. Um, the neighbor is still like outside looking for her dog. And she kind of is like starting to hear like a little bit of like a whimper. Mm. So she's like following the whimpers and she follows it into like the shed. And she's trying to call Dewey. And then Megan comes out of the shadows with like a nail gun. <laughs> Shoots the nail gun at her, like to hold her down to the ground, and then power washes her to death. What? So this something I've never
1: seen. With the chemicals that yeah. were spraying, uh, that were like drifting into Gemma's oh, property. My God! But um, I, yeah, I will say I feel like from here on out, her actions seem to be more self-motivated i guess than protecting katie motivated because was Mm, there was there a time or do you think there was a reason she had to do to kill the neighbor i know she's been like watching all of their angry heated interactions and so maybe she sees her as a threat in that way yeah i actually kind of felt like she
3: was almost still viewing them as a family unit and that was more about protecting gemma
1: a little bit okay okay yeah
2: we're just, like, ending that narrative, yeah. sort of. Just yeah. like, this is a distressing, suspicious.
1: loose end. Remove, yeah, yeah,
3: totally. Yep, that'll solve it. Yeah. <laughs> you could only hope. When she shows
2: up dead with nail gun through her hands. Yeah,
3: it was crazy and amazing. So, of course, like, the cops come by the next day because they find her I think they
1: find the dog too right don't they find the dog I think and I think this is actually where the cops are more suspicious now not early, yeah. not earlier when they mentioned it this is where they're like mm, this
3: is a little like, much and then they also find the boy's ear so they they immediately think like it's just an accident like this could happen to anyone the boy just like ran out into the road but then they find his ear and they're like wait a sec like he was injured before getting hit by the car yeah and so like things are kind of connecting for the cops
1: Mm-hmm.
3: this is kind of when Gemma is also like starting to worry. Like she's already talked to Megan kind of, but is like, I'm going to go look at her video files because she records everything basically through like her eyes. Mm. And so she goes through like the last couple days and they're all like error, error, error. So she can't ah. like view any of the files and she's like, Oh, like what's going on. Yep. Um, and this is when Megan like walks in and sees her trying to like look through the video files And she asks her, like, Megan, did you do something bad? And she kind of like eludes the question by like working around like what bad is, because I don't think she understands necessarily like what that means. But she like kind of like vaguely insinuates that she perhaps was involved with all of the things that. Like all the deaths, basically.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm. She also at this point like won't turn off. She this is where she says, "Megan, turn off," and Megan won't. She's like, "No, I'm. Uh, we're having a conversation right now. Like, I'm." I won't turn off. And so she does this thing where she there's a a pen that is a calibration tool that when you hold it, I guess, in front of Megan's eyes, she has to like look at it to to calibrate. And it gives Gemma a moment while she's doing that to tap the actual off button that I guess is like on the mm. back of her neck or something. And yeah, Gemma's super freaked out at this point.
3: And so Gemma wraps her up in bubble wrap and like duct tapes her whole body and brings her into the office oh
2: megan's not gonna lay that
3: no so her like co-workers her team that like helped build megan she's kind of telling them like what's been going on with her but the next day is supposed to be like the big like launch launch announcement event for like the public i think yeah right? yeah mm. and so there's like a lot of like Work pressure on them But also there's like A killer doll on their hands <laughs> yeah. and so it's kind
1: of like What do you do? And one of the co-workers Tess is kind of The more level-headed Of the group it seems And on getting this information She's the one that's most like Seems like we should probably Shut this down If she's potentially murdering people Yeah, if she's killed people <laughs> But Gemma is also Getting on board with that plan as well
0: Wait, who is Brian Jordan Alvarez? He's the other
1: co worker. His name's Cole, okay. I think. And so okay, does okay, Gemma okay. leave Megan with Cole and Tess, the two co workers, for a bit to try to see if they can yeah. f- fix whatever is wrong with her programming or something like that? Exactly.
3: And so now it's the first time that like her and Katie are like separated. And yeah. so Gemma's trying to tell Katie, like, we can't have her around anymore. Like she's no longer like a part of this family. And Katie is like having an absolute meltdown. Like she's having like almost like, like separation anxiety. Yeah. Like she's probably like,
2: dealing with the trauma totally, of her parents. Yes. She's yeah. freaking sure. yeah. out.
3: Yeah. So okay, yeah. So Gemma and and Katie go home. And she tells her coworkers like, we gotta like stop this. But her boss is like, we're still doing this. Like, we're still so doing this speed presentation. I, I don't really care. Yeah. Because there's a lot of pressure on him, too. Um, and so we kind of, like, see the what the presentation is. And it's, like, this, like, kind of, like, cheesy video of Katie, like, talking about, like what happened with her parents and how like Megan has helped her. And then we see like the boss, like the CEO kind of like being like, this girl is sad. She needs her friend to like make her happy. Like it's like very cheesy, like kind of like sales pitchy keynote style Mm -hmm. video. Mm -hmm. Um, And during all of this, Cole and Tess have Megan back up, like on like the little, like Jesus cross Mm. kind of hanging trying to figure out how to like fully turn her off like kind of like pull her apart Mm. and while trying to do so she comes back alive and like detaches from like the hanging wire and wraps the wire around Cole and like hangs him up in this like apparatus and then Puts, like, a screwdriver in something and, like, there's, like, a small explosion and, like, escapes.
1: But they're still uh, they're still alive. Yeah, Tess, Tess is able to free Cole in time for him to not die, but they're both, you know, shaken up and injured. Keenly aware of now what ha- yeah. Megan's capable of. <laughs> I feel pretty certain that they probably died in the original version. I think this is probably where the reshoots came in, because... Something that uh, Akilah Cooper had said was that the body count was much higher in her original script. And I would imagine that. I would
3: like to see that. Yeah.
2: Yeah,
1: that makes sense.
2: Huh. Is that part of what makes it something R or not? Is how many people die?
3: I don't think like body count probably matters, but it's probably more about like the the color of things being like, well, yeah. Yeah. yeah, Let's
2: make it, let's cut
3: a death. Exactly um okay so then the best scene in the whole movie finally happens what we've all been waiting for (laughs) the hallway tiktok dance scene and so she's just walking down the hallway and for no apparent reason okay this is one thing that i was bummed about because the music in the trailer not the trailer that we watched the taylor swift one but the newer one Mm. the song is so good Mm. that i thought we would get music but she's actually just dancing to nothing. Oh, Mm. that's worse. I want music too. Yeah. And so I was like, okay, this is like fun, but it's not as fun without, you know? Yep. But so we see like the CEO turn the corner and just see her standing at the end of the hallway. And he's like, what the hell? Like, he doesn't know what's going on yet. He doesn't know that like, she tried to kill his like coworkers or anything. <laughs> and so he's like, "What's going on?" He's like, Megan, what are you doing here?" And then she does the dance down the hallway, grabs like, the paper slicer, Mm-mm. and starts chasing him. And one of their other team members is in the elevator and is like trying to shut the door because he's seeing all this happen. <laughs> and then Megan stabs the CEO and he like falls to the ground and the coworkers like in the elevator witnessing all of this is like, this has nothing to do with me. Like, I just like <laughs> go on my way. I'll like won't say anything. And oh, one thing we forgot to say is earlier, we see that same guy trying to take like files from mm. the company. And so she is aware of this and she kind of calls him out and she was like very manipulative in this situation and says, you know, like maybe he found out that you were taking the files and you were threatened by that. And so you killed him, and then you felt horrible, and then you killed yourself. And so she makes him hold the paper slicer and slit his own throat. And oh then gosh. she gets in a cool ass car and she drives
1: away. <laughs> okay. She can yeah, drive. Yep. She eats Katie. She eats Katie. So she goes back to the back to the house and at first katie's in bed right katie's Mm -hmm. asleep
3: yeah i think it just like right off the bat just shows like gemma kind of getting ready for bed you assume like she put katie down katie's calm now everything's fine she's going to bed
1: megan comes in and i can't really remember their whole confrontation but basically megan and gemma have like a showdown right
3: well, we hear while, so while Gemma is about to get in bed, we hear the piano start to play. Mm. And so she's like, what's going on? So she like walks out into the hallway and she's like trying to, they have like kind of like a, a Google like, home. Yeah, device, yeah, yeah. and like Where it's like,
1: it's called, hey Google, turn on the lights or whatever. LC. Mm-hmm. She's like, hey, LC, lights on and the lights don't turn on. <gasps> oh no it just happened in your home yeah technology um, is scary man it's all it's around all, us. It's
3: all around us um yeah so elsie like isn't working so she's like that's weird like why won't she turn on the lights and so she goes out into the hallway and she sees megan at the piano and they basically have like a confrontation megan at first is like pretty cool about it she's kind of just like look, like you're not a great mom. This isn't for you. Let me take care of Katie. I'll raise Katie. You do your work and everyone will be happy. And she's like, no, like that's not going to happen. Like I am her guardian. Like I'm not going to do that. And I think they like immediately start like physically fighting. Right.
1: I think, I think Megan is Basically like, okay, well, then you leave me no other option, but to kill you, (laughs) (laughs) if you won't agree to my terms, then I'm going to have to kill you. And Katie hears them fighting and there's a scene of uh, Katie being in the doorway, but not being able to fully see them. But but she can hear their voices. And uh, Megan has her little robot doll hands around Gemma's throat and they're having to Yell out like everything's fine Megan is saying to Gemma tell her everything's fine or I'll rip Your head off (laughs) And so They're having kind of a stressful fight that they're trying to Hide from Katie And fighting with A robot would be really scary (laughs) Physical Having a physical fight with a robot A child sized robot (laughs) I was really stressed Really stressed by this um, Mm -mm. Thought Yeah well, also, like, you created
3: it. Like, mm-hmm. you know what it's capable of. And that's deeply scary. Um, but Gemma basically is able to, like, grab a glass of water and, like, smash it over her head. So she kind of, like, is malfunctioning a little bit, but isn't, like, fully mm. broken. She's just kind of, like. Eh, 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 eh. And mm. I actually thought this scene was really fun because it reminded me of, like, those, like, old, like, 2000s horrors where, like, Everyone like moved kind of creepily, but in this mm-hmm. sense, it actually like it like made a lot of sense in this right.
1: specific, uh, specific context. This know, the the young actress that plays Megan is so good. I, mean, I don't. I presume it's her uh, the whole time. I didn't see anybody else credited as doing any of the uh work, but. Um someone else does the voice. It's a little girl that's her body and an, another and a woman that's her voice mm, but mm-hmm. she does so well. I mean all of her movements mm-hmm. are so it's very impressive P- yeah very impressive uh, work for a child <laughs> I agree um. So they're kind of struggling
3: still with each other. They're like fighting. And for some reason, Gemma has a giant chainsaw in her garage, which (laughs) I like was dying laughing about. And so she grabs the chain. It's like truly like two chainsaws lengths. It's so long. Very long. So she grabs the chainsaw off the wall and is able to like try and like she's trying to cut through Megan's head. But she's made out of metal, so it's T- not gonna work. Titanium. So she's just kind of like titanium. Oh, sorry, titanium. <laughs> so she kind of just like gashes her face and like rips the wig off. <laughs>
1: oh no, oh so no. So Megan has like a half face looking wild.
2: <laughs> Amazing. So good.
3: And she's like sparking and like you can kind of like Ugh. see like the titanium underneath her mm-hmm. skin. Mm-hmm. And then Eventually, I think Katie is, like, definitely hearing all this because she's just down the hall, and so she, like, comes into the room, and Megan is trying to get her to leave, but she remembers the robot that Gemma built in college. So she grabs the gloves and starts using the robot to kind of, like, try and kill Megan. And she Mm. rips her in half. And so just, like, her top body is still functioning and she sings again in this moment. And I don't remember what the song was and I don't really remember like how it happened, but mm-hmm. I remember being like, love this still. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Same. And wow. so Megan is like still attacking. Like she's like basically crawling at this point. And it's just her torso and like her arms and her head. And Gemma is trying to pull her like quote unquote brain out, which is like basically mm. this like one part of like the center of her face it's like one little like I don't
1: even know chip thing little yeah whatever yeah
3: and Megan is like over Gemma like literally choking her out to death and so Katie takes a screwdriver and stabs right into her brain because earlier
2: she showed her, where it, I showed is. her where it is
3: and so they hear the cops they hear like the sirens the ambulance they go outside the 2 coworkers are alive so they like call the cops they knew that she was going to go to their house and they're alive everything is great and then we see the little home device on the countertop turn back on
1: oh and yeah. Like, and yeah it like turns to look and yeah like at the direction of where katie and jem are <gasps> ooh, ooh, baby ooh. Leaving wow. so, yeah leaving that door open for a sequel we absolutely oh, love yeah, it. Wait, baby that's you got the gotta... end of the movie oh, yep. yep.
3: we also I what? actually did see that they already even before it premiered they got a sequel hell yeah so there's a second one
1: oh hell I mean, there's yeah no, yeah there's I'm no way shocked. they wouldn't it's already doing it's already exceeding their expectations of how much money it's making and that's what. Matters in
0: the film industry. So they'll get a sequel. <laughs> oh my God, matters. I loved that. I loved every goddamn second of it. And I want more. It's so I fun. More.
1: I really had fun start to finish. And mm-hmm. I really recommend, even if you are scared of horror movies, I feel like there's not a ton of actually scary things. It's mostly just... Yeah. There's like creepy Action-y. things for sure. And... It's unsettling at times, but it's mostly just a fucking blast and checking out worth the worth it, worth risking the one jump scare. It's just pure fun.
0: Yeah. So fun. Um, Wait, Stephanie, have you seen the Chucky movies? And how do you feel about that? So I was hoping
1: this wouldn't come
3: up.
0: (laughs) I have never
3: seen the Chucky movies. We've ne- never done one have I on, on the I podcast. Never, I don't know if I ever will. I have like a specific Chucky trauma. Mm. I wonder, like, actually watching this movie maybe like eased that a little bit. But I have been okay. deeply terrified of dolls my entire life.
0: I was too when I was a little kid. I Chucky really scared the shit out of me. I never even saw so like a trailer, and I was like, Gross. What is this?" I like <laughs> what's. Well, well, as a child in your room, you're like, I'm surrounded by these things. Like, they're everywhere. Wow. Well,
2: and what's even worse? You go to a sleepover and there's dolls oh, in there that you don't yeah, know. <laughs> know. <with> <laughs> you don't know those here. dolls? <laughs>
3: and that's, that's worse. No, I never even... I didn't have dolls because I've always been afraid of them. Even, like, pre-Chucky, I've always been like, this is, like, weird. I remember at summer camp we heard about, like, a haunted doll. And mm, it just, oh no. I just never liked them. And so when I saw the, like the... I saw a commercial for Chucky when I was really little and I spent an entire year like sleeping in my parents' room just from seeing like Mm -hmm. a two-second preview. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Maybe I will be brave after watching this because now I'm like, I love dolls. I don't know. I think
1: (laughs) it might have a lot of the same campiness to it and it might be more fun than we think. And especially because there's the current, Chucky shows that I feel like yeah. either Devon Sawa or maybe Matthew Lillard is in it or someone that oh. I'm interested mm-hmm. in.
2: Matthew oh. Lillard sounds familiar. I <laughs> feel like okay, you're
1: changing my mind. I might be wrong, but God. it's it's um oh fuck, what's her name? I have to look it up. Who was Bride of Chucky voice? Jennifer Tilly, who is in the new series and I feel like she's Oh, she's actually in it. Yeah. She, is she in it just as Bride of Chucky or is she? Um I don't know. See, this is why we got to watch him, because I actually don't really know anything about it other than these yeah, little glimpses either. I've had that I'm just like, it's it's piquing my interest. And I promise Chucky yeah. looks nasty. You know, Megan looks. Yeah, she's
2: great.
3: Yeah, that's I true. The thing though that I would like about Chucky that this movie didn't have is like you could tell that this. This is for like teens kind of Like I think the PG-13 of it mm. all And like that is like art And it's like kind of raunchy And it is very like adult Like uh-huh. that part kind of actually Does seem more interesting to me Yeah
1: Devin Sawa is in it Okay I'm gonna have to watch this show wow. it's, it's a current huge, show huge. on usa slash sci-fi remember when they changed the spelling of the sci-fi channel to S-Y-F-Y? I remember being <laughs> yeah. so mad about that yeah. like <laughs> pretty weird personally furious even though i never watched literally anything on that channel it was just like what a <laughs> stupid change that they made but now but you know i am well i guess now you're gonna now watch, gonna watch chucky. chucky yeah they got me can
3: oh. you report back and then maybe i'll try it
1: yes i will i will
3: um, one more thing uh, I would like to add that I was texting with Sammy about this morning because I just realized it is that I thought the whole time that this movie took place in San Francisco because you see a bridge and so I was just like, Oh, that's
2: Oh, San yeah, Francisco. <laughs> San Francisco.
3: Even though like I live there, I should know. <laughs> but I looked it up and it's in Seattle. Okay. and I have now convinced myself that we are going to get a crossover. And I,
0: Grey's Anatomy. Yes. yes, Grace
3: Anatomy. <laughs> <laughs> the idea of like Megan being a patient, Grace Anatomy.
0: <laughs> um, Huge. No, I feel
3: like we're gonna get a crossover with Gabriel. I really, I really, really, really feel it in my deepest soul. I, and am, I, that that I hope so badly that happens for you.
0: It's probably already been written. They're probably just convincing the studio as we speak. This is possible. I'm really, really
1: praying. I need it. Yeah. I need it James too. Are you listening? We've got yeah. to manifest this. It has to happen. I need it. Wow. wow. What a wonderful, wonderful movie. What a perfect start to the year. And like horror. a fun, like interesting message too. Like I liked thinking about the, mm-hmm. someone, someone on Letterboxd, because I'm obsessed with Letterboxd, had a review that said an interesting film about, the dangers of using technological solutions for emotional problems, and I really liked that um, well, summary. That. And mm. I was like,
2: "That's
0: correct." I was thinking about it the whole time because it's something I'm confronting currently as a parent, and it's something that all parents have to deal with, which is. I have so much to say on the topic, but one thing that I will highlight is that we are trying to avoid screen time for Silas. Again, he's only a year and a half years old, so we're in early stages, but he, even in the limited amount of screen time he gets, he wants it so bad. And so our biggest conflict is like avoiding it. We're like Like I can't show My phone I literally can't Have it around When I'm with him It can't be present He can't see it at all
3: Like an addiction already Like it's like Already He's obsessed with it
0: And part of it is that He would be obsessed With anything We wouldn't let him see And so Uh Even if Like And something that like You guys use That he's like Why don't I have it Because little toddlers They just want to do What you're doing So all they Mm -hmm. care about Is mimicking your behavior And so Part of it is that He's just obsessed With the fact that We look at our phones Sometimes and he wants to know what that is. So it is the same thing with like coffee beans, for example, where we like <laughs> grind coffee beans in the morning and we won't let him like take the coffee beans and pull them out of the bag. That's all he wants to do is like rip them open and like look at them, but we're like you can't have the coffee beans cuz he'll put them in his mouth and we're, like, we're not going to let <laughs> sure. you do that. So it's like the dual thing of he wants it because we're doing it and he wants it also because it's just enticing and like bright and vibrant and, it's bright and yeah, yeah,
1: makes noises yeah. and especially exciting. Like video and games and those kind of, they're like created to hit the centers of your brain that release dopamine. And I it's all, I have the
0: Disney app on my that. phone now because on, on car rides, I'll let him look at the Disney app, but he knows how to navigate to the Disney app now on my phone with no guidance whatsoever. He just knows how to find it and he finds it. And as soon as I rip it out of his hands, he's like, ah! <laughs> he, like screams at me and I just have to like deal with it. I like hide my phone and let him scream for a second. But this is at 18 months. Yeah, Like he's so, it's so early. Like they're obsessed with it so early. Yeah, And mm. as a parent, it's hard. Cause you're like, I do want a moment to myself. Yeah, I like, can't. It would be yeah, nice imagine. to let you just look at the Disney app, but like also, you're so small and I can't let this be your experience of the world. Yeah. You know, mm. you know it's what awful. you mean? Yeah. A Megan. A Megan? <laughs> need a Megan. To murder me in my sleep. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah, just to end it all. It seems hard. Respect, honestly.
0: Yeah. It's hard. It seems very, very hard. Yep. I would get a Megan if I could. Jesus. <laughs> I would too if they were available on the market. I'd just certainly buy one. <laughs> they say they say at some so point expensive. in the movie that her price tag will be $10,000. Would you guys pay $10,000 oh, yeah. sure. for
1: a Megan? Well then no, I would. No I would not It seems kind of cheap, cheap, right? Yeah, it's like less yeah, than a, less call. yeah. I mean for what less than you're A getting, car. Yeah. Could do a lot more than a car. That's true. That's true.
2: Car can't raise my kids. <laughs> <laughs> Like
0: less than so, a nanny, too. Like, much less. Much less than a nanny. That's true when you think about it yeah, that way. that's actually huge. It should be fifty dollars or more. <laughs> Nannies are expensive. Nannies yeah, are expensive. Oh, my God, you guys. Megan, I'm inspired yep. <laughs> to have a robot cha- raise my child. <laughs> yeah, we love it. We see no problems with
2: it. Everybody get a Megan. There's no downside at all. I've absorbed none of the downside message of this movie. There was in one of the little behind-the-scenes
1: videos, there was an interview with Violet McGraw, who plays Katie, and... She was just like, I want a Megan so bad. Like, if I had a Megan, she'd be my best friend. And I was like, Oh, <laughs> poor little Violet. <laughs> oh no, no, no! <laughs> Wait, no. She hasn't seen the movie, which yeah. made me. It made me think about yeah, just <laughs> that they don't really tell kids what child, the child actors, actors in general. We're worried all about the gray the, area, and we're worried about in all the morality of. Children acting And we talked Because if you'll remember Violet Children having jobs Violet McGraw's <laughs> Whole family All of her siblings Are all actors And they're all children She's oh, that one It's her right. Her sister was the Kid The main kid
0: In the black phone I really actively Think this Which is that It should be illegal it, it, Like it I kind really of think should It should be it's, illegal I'm
2: f- I mean it, it literally is In every other context Like
1: it's illegal For children to have right. jobs Right, right.
0: It should be illegal It, it is legal. Be full illegal Because it's so much work. But I
1: love when kids are in things. Even in best case scenario, when the parents are like, the kid actually really loves it, and like really enjoys it and really wants it's to do it. Terms. It's on their terms. like, I loved Staples when I was a kid. Could you imagine if my mom was like, yeah, sorry, she just like really loves working at Staples, so I let her do it. Like, she <laughs> just <laughs> loves it. Like, I wanted to work it for Staples. She's a fiend for office supplies. I, I don't know what to tell you. This is what my child loves. And just letting her live her dream. <laughs> let her work in the warehouse. Let her work in the warehouse. She loves it. She gets homeschooled at Staples <laughs> in the back room. I yeah. love <laughs> Actually, listening this morning,
3: I went on a walk with my dog, and I was listening to an interview with Kiki Palmer, and she was actually talking mm. about this and like how her whole family moved out to LA for her acting career, and like how much pressure she felt. Like her her family didn't put the pressure on her necessarily, but mm-hmm. she like but of course like, you'd feel like, yeah, it. She felt so like lonely, and she felt like no one understood her experience, and it
1: was kind of like a sad.
3: I'm glad you've been honest about it, but it was really
1: sad. It's a lot to be aware of as a kid. It's like kind of no matter what, some amount of your childhood is being taken away by having those kinds of responsibilities.
2: And that's the thing is like you don't your childhood is so short in like the span of your life. So little time is spent being a child and you never get it back. There is no way to get that back. Mm -hmm. And so I feel like it would be so hard not to look back as an adult and realize like, oh, Like, I had my whole life to have a career, Mm -hmm. but I can't ever, like, have a normal childhood. And I'm sure that not all of them regret it. And, you you know, you get where you are. We all get there in different ways. But,
1: yeah, just, like, you don't get to go back and do that over. It's just gone. It is. It's a wild little loophole that has seemed to, we've seemed to turn an eye for Child labor when it comes to acting like, kids shouldn't make
0: decisions. I
1: mean, like, well, she loves
0: it. She's a kid. Yeah.
2: It's a child.
0: I mean, yeah. That being said, I did love Megan. I hope there are sequels. I, I lo- um, hope I
2: love watching good child actors. I really do. And I and I like, it'd be so weird if it were, you know, <laughs> adult, be adults really weird. or CGI or, you know, but yeah. it's just tricky, you know. Hey, look, we don't know what we're doing. Nobody knows how to do this thing. Um, So I'm not going to solve it. I'm just going to keep watching. We're just observing
1: and saying our feelings and observing, you know, they're complicated, complicated feelings. We're just private citizens. But anyways, the movie
0: was good. Violet McGraw did an incredible job. Hey, you know, killed it. (laughs) I'm no parent. What do I know? (laughs) Stephanie, thank you so much for once again coming here and knocking it out of the park. You always do. The Babadook was like my favorite episode we've ever done. My entire experience. It changed my life. It's so true.
3: It really is. This is a real treat and a half. Megan is my everything.
2: Whenever I'm that malignant Megan crossover happens. You are, of course, the only person we will reach mm, out to. Absolutely. I'm like
3: kind of tearing up. I can't talk about that yet. <laughs> <laughs> okay, sure.
2: Sure. I can only pray and hope. Please. We'll let that be. We'll let that be for now.
1: Thank you guys so much. Um, it was so
2: fun.
3: Thank you, Steph.
2: Thank
0: you, Steph. There weren't really any accents in this just one. kind of a
1: Megan y robot voice. Mm hmm. Um, okay, from all of us here at Too Scary, didn't watch. It's like vaguely. Oh, I, yeah, she's being vaguely like a little robotic. Bit <laughs> <laughs> it sounds a little bit like you're smiling
0: mm-hmm, mm-hmm. with every word you say. You know, goodbye, goodbye, goodbye. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Thank you so much for listening to another episode of Too Scary Didn't Watch. If you like the show, please subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and give us a rating or review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. You can follow us on social media at TSDW Podcast on Instagram and Twitter. And if one episode a week just is not enough for you, head on over to patreon.com slash Podcast to become a patron and receive all sorts of extra goodies from us, including bonus episodes, trailer reactions, and more. And no matter what, we will see you right here next week for another episode. We love you so much. Bye.